Welcome to the Ripple Effect Martial Arts Podcast. Super excited to have with us Miss Liz Davenport. She's a second degree black belt and a parent of karate students. Her background is in education and she's a former kindergarten teacher and I'm going to let her talk about all of that. But welcome, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. Thanks. Well, can you just start off by telling us a little bit about your background in the martial arts? In the martial arts? Yes, sir. I, um, let's see, I started training when I was really young with my brother um, when I was about seven. Um, I went through about three different martial arts schools over those, the next couple years up to college. Um, never got to black belt. Um, got kind of close sometimes, but never got up there. Um, and then I moved up to Fort Collins about nine years ago and kind of happened upon ripple effect. And the story goes from there, basically, um, seven years later, I've, you know, I've earned my second degree black belt and, um, still training. Seven years of training, just consistent training with ripple effect. Is that, has that gone by quickly or has it? Felt like a lifetime. It seems like I've just always been there, but at the same time, it, it seven years makes no sense as well. <laughs> um, but it feels like it's just where I've always been. For teachers, especially and and parents listening, um, one of the things that Miss Davenport and I have worked on together consistently are some of the educational elements of the. The, the black belt journey, um, as we call it. Uh, so as, as people are, students are training up through black belt from white belt over the course of four or more years, they, they have assignments, consistent assignments that are a little, would you say they're a little like, uh, like schoolwork, the worksheets and things? They are. They're worksheets to help them better understand the concepts that we want them to. And, um, you have helped inform me about uh, a lot of those concepts from an educator standpoint. So can you give us your background and your, um, your education and your experience as a teacher? Yes, definitely. I have um, my master's in curriculum and instruction and my teaching license for K through three. So a lot of schooling in there and I've taught pre-K and kindergarten um, as a lead teacher, and I've also been a para in um, early childhood classrooms. Um, yeah, lots of things. So um, just a, a little anecdote uh, for, for those listening about what I mean by um, the collaboration. There was a suggestion from one of the instructors recently that as during the pandemic, so many people have been training from home and it can be a little disorienting, right? For, for, to watch the instructor on the screen and go, okay, the left wall or the back wall or something. And it's a mirror image. And one of the instructors said, what if we had A, B, C, and D walls and we'll make printouts that people can download. They'll print them out, they'll put them on each wall. And then you go a wall and you look at that wall and that's where it is. So 
we made those graphics. And do you remember your your comment when you saw those? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Say, say what you sent um, me as a note. <laughs> yes, I um, asked you to change the bigger um, font to be more traditional font um, so that kids could recognize it easier um, because they were in 3D. And if we want the little kids to know, to be able to use them, we needed font that they could recognize. Basically. That, that is an educator's perspective. It was very direct, very respectful. I really appreciated it. And when I looked at it, I went, wow, uh, I was too artistic in my mindset. And I went, this looks super cool. And then Ms. Davenport said, a five-year-old is not going to recognize that as a B. And uh, so we changed the font and, um, and it worked out. But th that was one instance of many over the years where uh, the, the language that we use, um, the, the organization, the preparation of curriculum, the way that we organize the books that students use to organize their curriculum for karate is, is all informed by um, a goal toward teaching them these habits that they can use in school. So, um, can you just talk a, a little bit more about when you've over these years in the in the martial arts schools conducting classes? How how does it compare, or where are there um, where are there similarities to how a how a kindergarten class is run? Right. Um, so there are definitely similarities in there. Um, getting everybody to focus all at the same time is sometimes difficult, but we at karate actually have a really good, because we can all say attention and it, it works better than some other things that you could do at karate. But um, you really have to focus on um, all the different students. I mean, it's differentiation 100%, even if we're all doing the same curriculum. At karate, it's the same thing that you do in the classroom of this kid needs a little bit more help with this form. So we're going to pod them off with somebody else, just like somebody in a classroom, you know, they need a little bit more help with this assignment. We're going to pod them off with this person um, and they're going to be able to help them one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so teaching wise, it's, it's still the same of having to see the whole classroom and really read all your students and know how best to teach them all. That's really, really interesting. I didn't even think about that, but that does happen in the classroom, doesn't it? Um, where, somebody doesn't understand a, a math principle or, or, or something and let's go off with someone else who can help you and then you'll come back to the class when yeah that wow that's really interesting um how about communication with the parents I, you know parent teacher conferences are the classic thing in um, education and there are the equivalent of parent teacher conferences uh in in martial arts education too it can you talk about that for a minute? Yes. Um, so I guess our former parent-teacher conferences at Ripple Effect are, you know, feedback after um, tests um, or feedback just in general, checking with the parents on the sidelines, making sure everything's going well, seeing their job list, seeing all the things that they're turning in and working on, and really keeping track of all of those kids. Um, and all of their progress. So it's really similar to, to parent-teacher conferences and giving that feedback and giving, having that constant communication so that we know and the parents know 
what all needs to happen. So we're all working together as a team. If a student ends up failing a karate test, you know, we pull them aside, we give them that specific feedback. We talk to the parents too. So we talk all together um, as a group and it is inevitable that somebody is going to fail. I mean, I didn't pass several of my tests um, and was held back a couple of times from um, testing for a significant ranks um, just because of life. Um, and so just that communication again, I think is key with teachers, with karate instructors, with parents, um, with students everywhere. And there is, um, it's not as if you show up at the test, don't know your material and fail and it's a surprise, right? It, 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 there are progress tracks virtually daily and instructors get together to talk about each student's, and that's every individual student's progress, where they are, what needs to happen. Is that something that you learned to do as an educator in schools? Um, that is part of it. Um, like it, in schools, you typically have, you know, quarter grades or semester grades or however, um, but then also weekly little check-ins like this, you know, this is what you did this week. Good job. Um, you have, you know, this thing missing, that kind of thing. Um, but it is the same, you're right, as um, in martial arts where we are assessed, instructors are in assessing students' progress throughout with the stripe weeks, um, also just in general in the classes. So at, in martial arts, it's generally not a surprise when you get to a test and you don't do well, because usually, usually you know. Um, but we want to make sure that the students don't get to that point, especially at the lower belts. Um, so we help them along the way. Be like, okay, this is what you need to do and be really specific with it all. Uh, again, parallels to school, there are attendance requirements. Um, right. There are conduct requirements. Um, there are the requirements. Can you talk about, so the job lists are another of the the, the <clears throat> weekly requirements. Um, stripes on your belt are too. Can you talk a little bit about what, what how the stripes play in or um, how the job lists, what they look like and what they're asking kids to do? Yes. So, Okay, the real, something I really like about martial arts is that there's really specific goals. You know what you have to do to get from this belt to this belt. And then along the way, um, with the job list and everything, there's stripes in between the two bigger goals that are in between the two even bigger goals uh, between white belt and black belt. Um, so the weekly job list, um, helping kids um, do their chores at home, be respectful at home. We really want them to be able to use what they're learning in karate, use that character, use that focus that they're learning in classes at home too. We don't want them to be just awesome, respectful people at karate and then be totally disrespectful other places. Um, so we want that to be all, all encompassing. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, for them. So we're really just growing good people. We're growing good martial artists, but we're growing good people too. Um, and that that accountability extent, can you talk about the intent to promote form and what that is and why it exists? Yes, definitely. So the intent to promote form is a form that um, parents sign to say the kids are doing a good job at home, being respectful, doing what they're asked. And then the teachers sign it too. They take it to their teacher at school um, and the teachers sign it to say they're being respectful and doing their best at school. Um, it doesn't mean 
necessarily getting, you know, straight A's or anything like that, but they're doing their best. Um, and without both of those people's permission, so without parent permission and teacher permission, we cannot let the students promote to the next belt because we want to see that respect. We want to have them to have that accountability um, at home and at school to know that they are, you know, having that black belt attitude, having that black belt character. I never thought about it like this, but the way that you just talked about it, it um, makes me think of what they, a lot of corporations or, or government organizations have something called the 360 review. So it's not mm -hmm. just your boss or the, or the people higher up that are reviewing what you're doing, but it's your um, peers and the people you work with and the people that work under you. And everyone mm -hmm. is able to comment on how you're doing. And so again, for, for parents and teachers who are wondering, this, this is something um, that works sort of behind the scenes, but there's, there's constant feedback from parents and what they observe, what instructors observe, what teachers um, outside of the karate school observe and what the kids observe about themselves and their own progress and, and the opportunity to have all of that feedback. That's kind of cool. Um, Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I know you, you, you've um, parented kids in karate yourself and have, have you seen that kind of benefit at, at, at home? Have you seen the impact of martial arts training? At home? Yeah. Definitely. Um, so even when I taught part-time karate instructor, part-time preschool teacher, um, I had some crossover there. So I had some kids in karate that also were in my preschool class. Um, so I did see that respect go over to our classroom, um, our preschool classroom, and see them being able to um, use some of their skills, use some of their the character development that you talk about there, um, that focus, that concentration in the classroom as well. And even with a little reminder of, do you remember what we do at karate? Like, um, they can, you know, access that and be like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, but then, yeah, even at home with um, my nephews, we, um, I see that um, even now, you know, with them helping clean and helping them do different things around the house, we're working on it. It's definitely work in progress. Um, <laughs> but kind of being able to, like, you know what? this shows responsibility, this shows that black belt effort. Um, we can fill out your job list, you can get stripes on your belt, you know, let's see how many stripes you can get. So it's a really good motivator um, for my kids too. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so literacy is another uh, aspect of martial arts that probably a lot of people don't think about, um, right? You probably need to read, but how does, how does a martial arts school help advance literacy? And this had been going on before the pandemic, but once the pandemic started, Read with a Black Belt became a really important platform at Ripple Effect. And um, you and I and a lot of uh, instructors have been involved in that. But you particularly, you you really put in some time reading uh, the Geronimo Stilton series. <laughs> yes. Um, had fun editing those videos too, by the way. Um, anyone <laughs> find them on, 
on YouTube and we'll have a link, but um, can you talk about that? Is that fun for you? Like reading for kids and how do you choose the books and what's going on there? Yes. I love reading to kids. Um, It's just fun. I was reading when I was three and have just loved books ever since. And so um, I think that's part of it too, um, that I've just always been part part of who I am. Um, but I do love having kids, reading to kids and just having them be excited about what we're reading, be having seeing them engaged. Um, I've done some readings like inside, in elementary schools when we could do that. Um, and just, having them be excited, having them laugh along with the book and that kind of a thing. Um, I do like to read books that have a good um, character lesson in them. Um, Not just some, I mean, I like fun books too. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) but it's helpful to have some of those that, you know, this is how you can deal with this situation if this comes up or, and if it's karate related too, it's even better. Um, So um, like the ninja books we're reading right now, those are really great. Um, and like Geronimo Stilton was great too. Um, so learning how to compete, learning how to be brave and all of that, um, in a martial arts setting also helps them to do that in the rest of their lives. It really heartens me, uh, as a writer to hear you say learning how, learning how, and, but so do you think that reading these, um, these stories, do you think it does impart those character lessons? You think the kids receive that like they 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 learn from hearing about a mouse uh, competing in a tournament being scared and over they do i think that they do i think they might not know it right then mm-hmm. but it's something like back in their brain that they can ask, access later be like oh yeah you know and if we're continuing to read character books like that books with um there's some other books called like the bad seed those ones are really good too and have they're about a seed but they're like I don't even know how to describe it. So, um, but there's these other books like that too, that you read them enough, they, those character traits get into your head, even if you don't think they are, they're, they're getting in there. It's kind of like a more sophisticated Goofus and Gallant. Do you remember those Goofus and Gallant cartoons? You ever heard of those? I don't think so. Okay. I'm for everybody listening. I'm way older than Miss Davenport. So I mean, this might date me, but in Highlights Magazine back in my day, they had these Goofus and Gallant cartoons, and there were these two-panel cartoons. And on the left, you had Goofus. And Goofus pushes the old lady down to walk into the 7-Eleven. Gallant opens the door for the elderly lady and allows her to go in and says, have a great day, ma'am. And they were all like that. Um, and I'm kind of making fun of it a little bit, but uh, they were just about like that. But it, it did give you this sense of, okay, I get it. This is this is one way is the right way, and one way is not a good way. And I think that's what teachers are are looking for in a in a classroom. Like everybody's an individual, but y'all got to listen and y'all got to focus. And what my first impression of um ripple effect was and martial arts structure was that wow they they snap it so it's class attention and boom everybody's at attention and if you don't quite know what that means when you're a white belt and you're eight years old 
you're looking to your left and right and going, it means putting my hands up my, cause everybody else is doing it. I see the example of what people are doing and I'm going to do it too. And it's a, it's a, it's like a real life book uh, where you're, you're reading, so to speak, these, these examples of how to um, behave in ways that are respectful um, and good and right. The very beginning here, you had talked about um, belonging to multiple martial arts schools when you were younger, never reaching black belt. Um, and that seems to be a pretty common experience. I, I, I talked to a lot of people who um, have had that experience. Can Where were you in your life that um, when you came to Ripple Effect, you decided I'm going to stick with this? So actually, funny story, on my the day of my first class at Ripple Effect, I'd also done a first class somewhere else too. And so I had gone to another martial arts school um, beforehand, and then I went to Ripple Effect um, to, just to do both of them and see what happened. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I stuck with it at Ripple Effect because I liked that character piece. I liked that kids were learning, I was learning all this other stuff. I wasn't just learning martial arts. I was learning, you know, how to be a good person. And I've been through, you know, a lot of challenges these past couple of years, um, like five years-ish, um, but have come out on the other side, you know, as a second degree black belt and as a person raising two kids too. And, and I believe that my martial arts training and that character training has helped me be where I am today. Thank you for listening to the Ripple Effect Martial Arts Podcast. Find episodes and more at rippleeffectmartialarts.com.